Ladies and gentlemen, you are rocking with the best. This is Track Star Sports with the Outsider's Edge with your boy Damo and my man Jay Kells. What's happening? <laughs> How's it going, Kells? Man, it's going, it's going well, man. I'm looking forward to the, to the weekend, man. I'm forward to the July, coming up. Looking forward to the independent stay. We're not really the celebration, more or less the food. And the, the family, I guess, too. Yeah. It's more so the food. Yeah. I know that's right. <laughs> <laughs> it all goes together. Food, fun, and fellowship. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it all definitely. goes together. Like, it, it, like if the fellowship is good, it makes the food that much better. Food, the good food just tops as on top of the good fellowship makes the fellowship that much better. It all works together. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, God knew what He was doing. <laughs> 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 but yeah, man, we're gonna um, we're gonna get into some we're gonna get into some interesting topics in the uh, WWE going on right now. Um, let's see, let's, we're gonna want to start. Like I put these in a sequence when I'm like I don't even think I want to follow the sequence. Um, uh, let's uh, let's start with the uh, with the NXT um, possibly going to Fox when when they start their contract uh, with the WWE next year. What's your uh, what's your take on that, man? Ooh, I'm a little. I'm on that. Reason I'm torn on that is because hopefully they don't water it down. Um, I don't know what kind of like TV rules or stuff there is, but I know uh, USC is on Fox Sports One too. So you know they should be straight as long as they keep the action and everything like it is now. Better be straight. But I also think that it's going to overshadow SmackDown. I think Raw is still going to be stable like it always has been because it's like the flagship show. But I honestly think EXT has enough action and enough originality that it's going to overshadow SmackDown. Even though SmackDown is moving the box, I'm pretty sure they're going to be able to do a lot to it to make it more appealing. But as of right now, I think if you put NXT on USA on Wednesday nights, their rating would be a whole lot better. Then that um, race would be a whole lot better than um, the SmackDowns would be on Tuesday nights, but not as good as well on Monday nights. So I think that's that's what would happen. I think it'd be good for the brand and great for NXT if all those those guys there. But I think it would be bad overall for especially SmackDown. Not not that certain the WWE brand. I think it'd be bad for SmackDown. Yeah, I, I I feel you on that one because yeah, SmackDown SmackDown's been struggling for years to try to to try to get any kind of uh, any kind of flow going. It seems like um, yeah, I didn't think about uh, I didn't think about NXT getting watered down uh, going to TV. Um, yeah, because NXT is so gritty uh, from what I've seen of it. Um, and it's, it, to me, it's like the it's like the outlet for them to go all out. But um, yeah, I, I could probably see that happening if they um, if they're gonna put it on if they're gonna put it on Fox Five. Well, I don't know what what Fox is uh, in your area, but if they're gonna put it on like local TV Fox, 
then yeah, I could probably see that. But if they do, if they do FS1 or something like that, I don't think it'll be a problem. I think I think SmackDown, SmackDown would be more built for local TV, just because it already it already kind of follows that pattern of kind of being set up for TV anyway for a network regular network TV. But um, yeah, true. Yeah, but NXT, I would I would hate to see them change NXT. Like I love I love what NXT is right now. Me too. I know it's not extreme. But I remember years ago when ECW made their uh, network television debut back when Paul Heyman was still running it. And I know that they had to tone it down quite a bit and say a lot of the hardcore stuff for pay-per-views and all that stuff. So that's, that's the only reason the baby think of them possibly watering down NXT a lot. But, you know, then again, I really don't see it. I really don't see it happening. I don't think they'll they'll be able to water it down. I think Triple H will work out some kind of deal to where you know we're going to leave it like it is. And then, like I said, UFC then UFC real anything can happen with UFC blood, broken leg, whatever you know. But, right. So yeah, we'll see. I think that'll be straight. I think it'll be good. Like I said, it'll be great for the NXT brand. It'll help NXT brand and open the WWE to really a lot of hardcore fans. You you think they'll ever you think they would ever just totally kill SmackDown? And just keep make it just raw in in NXT as far as broadcast. Oh, in order for them to do that, they would have to let go of a lot of wrestlers. They have to cut a lot of the roster down. And I know they did it once before, and that recently just like built it back up big time. Um, so I'm. And 
the overall ratings a lot, especially with SmackDown. Yeah. Especially, you know, that oh, hey, such and such just wrestled last night on Raw. He's going to be on SmackDown tomorrow night, depending on the TV title against uh, Jeff Hardy or against, uh, you know, AJ Styles or whoever. You know, so I think something like that would work to help boost ratings, help boost SmackDown's ratings. But they're going to have to do something to make a big splash in order in order to make SmackDown successful. I think they're moving to Fox. I hope they got some big ideas for, you know, that rebranded, hope they rebranded some kind of way for us all. I don't think it's going to work too well. Mm. You know, you um, now that you that you say that, I, and I'm thinking back to like back in the day with um, with like uh, before there was WCW, there was uh, you know there was uh, it was NWA wrestling, and um, and I remember yeah. them having them having a TV title mm-hmm. where you know basically any time a program was on TV, that's when they would be defending it. So they wouldn't. They weren't defending it at pay per views. Um, that would that would be interesting if they brought something like that back. Um, yeah. And I, I'm definitely for the, uh, the. I think the women's division is great right now, and anything they can do to expand it, I'm I'm all for it. I, I think they I think they found a niche with finding talent for the women's division, and uh, I I wouldn't want to um I wouldn't want to see them just kind of regurgitate the same uh, performers back at us and say, okay, well, we're going to make a tag team division, so we're going to put Charlotte Flair with Becky Lynch and make it a tag team against, you know, Asuka and uh, Liv Morgan or something like that, or, you know, make the Riot Squad a tag team. I wouldn't want them to just regurgitate the same performers. I'd like to see them pull in some new people to kind of fill it out so you don't have to recycle the same people all the time. But um, yeah, tag, tag. I, I, I really think they should expand the uh, the women's division to, um, to more titles too. Just have have mirror the men's division with the titles, and um, yeah. have a have a women's championship, a women's intercontinental, a women's U.S. and do all of that. And uh, I mean, and, <laughs> but and then even kind of with that, I. To me, I'm. I like the. I don't like the brand split. I like the brands together. Just make two shows, but all one brand. I, I like. I actually like it better okay. like that. Um, and where you can, you can be on either show and defend your title. And you never know who. And yeah. you never know who's going to be where defending their title. But um, and also. Uh, just to kind of add some flair, that's what I was. That's kind of what I was thinking when I was saying doing away with SmackDown is like if they would just if they just completely cut it off, and maybe they they can kind of uh, add some more variety to Raw, where you know like right now you watch Raw, you know you're going to see Roman Reigns uh, more than likely this week. Well, if everybody's back together and there's no SmackDown, you don't know if you're going to see Roman Reigns this week. You may see a whole different group. You can kind of alternate the roster that way. Like you're doing with SmackDown, but it's all on one show. So kind of yeah. keep it keep it all together. But that's 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 just my take on on the brand split. Um, I, I don't think the brand split is gonna last long, and uh, and especially with the uh, with the women's division, um, I feel like the women's division is so thin. To me, the br- the brand split kind of weakens it a little bit because you're not able to see all of the best together. 
Yeah. Well, since we're on the topic of the women's division, <laughs> um, shout out to Charlotte Flair. She made the body issue of ESPN magazine. <laughs> she did. Yeah. She did. And honestly, not surprising because um, I know she was real big before she got arrested. She was real big into big gymnastics and, mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. She was already pretty much there. And then, you know, they're really trying to bring the WWE back in mainstream like it used to be back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Hulk and I've seen some. Uh, I've seen some some shots like on social media um, from the from the photo shoot she did. I believe the uh, the actual magazine is supposed to hit stands tomorrow. Um, but I was I was I was really surprised. Not so much about about her because I as as far as like women go, I think uh, Charlotte Flair is like a freak of nature. Um, you know, she, you know, she's in phenomenal shape, so I'm not surprised at her being in it from that aspect. But um, just from the fact that um, they pulled somebody from the WWE at all to pose to pose for it, um, I was really I was really surprised, and I really thought that that was um, that was really uh, a really a, a good sh- a shout out for them that uh, that is making some. Some headway into uh, into mainstream media. Um, they've been they they've been uh, making little little uh, little sparks here and there in mainstream media, um, and I, and I think that's a good thing to kind of make it kind of bring it back to relevance again. Because I know a lot of people look at it and they go, "Oh, it's 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 not real. It's fake. It's fake. It's fake." And it's like, well, it's it's entertainment. It's like it's. That's what it is. It's like it's a form of entertainment. So it's not that they're trying to they're not trying to pull a okie doke on you and say, Oh, this isn't you know, this is this is fake, but we're trying to push it to you as real. They're not they're not selling you wolf tickets, like no, but it it does require athleticism. And um yeah, and she's a she's a good example of that. I think and then also it makes me think that when I look back at Charlotte it makes you think back, like, like a lot of times when I think of Ric Flair, I think of Ric Flair 
in his later years. But young Ric Flair, young Ric Flair was was a beast. <laughs> so yeah, young Ric Flair, like yeah, see, like I'm like if you think like late eighties and going into the nineties, Ric Flair, like he was in shape, but nothing like he was like early eighties. Like he was he was pretty cut. Yeah, he was no joke. So it's oh, like yeah. the, the, the fruit doesn't fall far from the tree in that aspect. Yeah, because right. I saw a clip of an interview uh, she did recently where she basically said that um, she wasn't into wrestling like that. Like, she went to the shows just because it was her dad. She loved her dad so much. Yeah. She just wanted to see him perform. But she wasn't into wrestling like that, and um, and really the torch was supposed to get passed to her brother, and then that didn't happen, so she got into it for him. So, so you know, shout out to her. She she's doing it big. Um, she's doing it big right now. So she's about to be on, be in ESPN magazine. Um, she's definitely she's definitely lived up to the flair name in pro wrestling. Oh, yeah. And and it's you know usually rare you see that when when you have somebody who's a great athlete and then they have a child that does the same thing. It's like usually the child is never as good. <laughs> but mm-hmm. yeah, she she definitely um, is the an, an anomaly as far as that's concerned. Was it like with her? She makes me think about like, um, like LeBron James. Like I see that his son is really good, but it's just like, will your son ever be as good as you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, but what, what I seen? He killing it. He's killing it in uh, in uh, basketball right now on on his grade level. So I don't know. Yeah. 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 Right, maybe I don't I don't know. I mean LeBron is a LeBron is definitely a, a once in a once in a generation type type player, so can he can he reproduce another one of him? <laughs> well we we know he'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> I can see LeBron being kind of like a, a a LeVar Ball, but nowhere near as overbearing. <laughs> oh no! But he would. But I can see him throwing his weight around though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think maybe behind the scenes, you know, I don't know about the camera. Yeah, I'm seeing it a little bit. I'm seeing it a little bit. Yeah, definitely. I'm surprised LeVar Ball did you surprised at what? He's not a football ball in the Haitian. He could be a Haitian. Yeah, you would think. I don't know. <clears throat> I mean, I honestly, I could see, um, like, I don't know about, I, I mean, I don't know, like, LeVar Ball is just, he's just, wor- he's just worried about getting his sons over. He's really not worried about anybody else. But LeBron, I could 
definitely see LeBron doing something like like owning a team or something like that when he's done with the game. Just on the yeah. just on the path he's on now. Or or maybe um not maybe not being an agent, maybe owning an agency and running it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but we, we Yeah. But we, we sidetracking again like usual. <laughs> we'll save we'll save this for miles and harden the paint. <laughs> Yeah, so um so the uh next topic I wanna get to is uh uh this uh this issue with uh Shinsuke Nakamura getting bit by a police dog. Um That's crazy. Yeah, for for those that don't know, this past Tuesday on SmackDown, uh Shinsuke Nakamura was supposed to face Matt Hardy for the US title. That match got pulled I'm sorry, Jeff Hardy. Thank you. Um, yeah, supposed to face Jeff Hardy for the U.S. title on SmackDown this week. Um, they were they were really they were advertising it, you know, promos and commercials and everything all week long leading up to SmackDown. But then on Monday, um, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura's at the arena. They're doing a sweep of the arena with with the uh, canines and. Uh, and they they wouldn't say who it was, but uh, in their report or whatever. But it was definitely him that one of the canine dogs bit him in the leg, and he wasn't able to perform on uh, Tuesday night on SmackDown. So uh, they're supposed to be going on tour overseas to Japan. Um, not sure if he'll be able to perform for that, but I'm trying to figure out. How? Like, how did this happen? <laughs> I don't know. I thought those dogs had muzzles on them when they checked with the bombs and stuff. I thought they were muzzles. But I guess not. You know, not looking at a long boom or something. And don't get him. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, because, like... I work for the government and I've seen police on government property on government property with with canines doing sweeps and um and having dogs sniff out rooms and stuff like that and I've what I've never seen is I don't know maybe this is a little different some other, somewhere else but I don't see them going into a space and then just letting the dog run loose. They're holding yeah. the dog on a leash, and they're walking the dog around yeah. the room. So, yeah, so, I was too. so when so when I heard that, I was like, "Wait, he got bit by a dog!" And I'm like, "How does that happen if if the dog is if you're walking the dog to sniff out the space for drugs?" So I'm like, and what was he doing that the dog came after him? And I don't know, from what I've seen, I mean, it's not like, you know, like dudes on the block when they get like the pit bulls and they train them to be vicious so they can fight them. Like police dogs are pretty tame. So 
I was just I just had a lot of questions about like what was going on that this happened. What got the dog riled up that the dog would bite somebody? Now, listen, there's some drugs on the premises, or, or he had some meat on him or something. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think about it. That was a piece of sausage wrapped around him, man. He eating cheese, taking some of the meat, chipped off the dog. The dog was after his lunch, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. This, I don't know. This, this story just made just made no it, it made no sense to me um I, hopefully hopefully more will come out um as as the week goes by about what's going on and we'll hear from or maybe you know we'll hear from Shinsuke Nakamura about about it and he can he can you know speak English good enough <laughs> to tell us, to tell us what happened <laughs> cause you know he no speak English <laughs> so I mean maybe I mean I, yeah I mean I just know I just know I was yeah I was I was completely blown by this story and I was like it just something doesn't add up it's just and even even reading an article about it was like yeah like Y'all, I, I'm reading this story and I see what y'all are saying, but something just doesn't quite click. There's, there's something we're, we're not being told. So hopefully they'll they'll get down to the bottom of it. And again, they're supposed to be on tour. Uh, I think this coming week or weekend um, over in Japan, and it was hoped that Nakamura would be performing, you know, in front of his home crowd on this tour. So, I don't know, and I mean that had to be pretty bad if he's not able if he's not able to wrestle. That has to be pretty bad. So that sounds yeah, like yeah. he he might be out. I don't know if he'll be out for a long time, but I'm thinking maybe like I don't know a week or two he might be out. But even still, that's that just doesn't just doesn't come together right for him to be out that long. But yeah, but so so speaking of SmackDown. Um, on a good note, we had the return of Team Hell No on Tuesday. So, so Daniel Bryant got into a, a little bit of an altercation with the Bludgeon Brothers. Um, he challenged them, or one of them, to a singles match. Um, that ended up being the main event in place of uh, uh, Jeff Hardy and Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, it ended up being Daniel Bryant versus Luke Harper, which Daniel Bryant was, um, despite struggling most of that match, was about to win that match uh, with the Yes Lock. And uh, uh, Eric Rowan uh, jumps in. They pretty much start beating what's left of Daniel Bryant out of him. And then Kane comes to save the day. So now Team Hell No is back together again. And they'll be facing the Bludgeon Brothers at uh, Extreme Rules for the tag team titles. Yeah, first off, I like this matchup. I like the match. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be a good match. Uh, it's like trying to get somebody that can match strength with the Bludgeon Brothers. Um, I think it's going to make for a great match. You know, we're really going to see 
the bloody girls are being pushed to the limits on this one. Um, you see, uh, you I'm see. not really not my picture yet, but it's gonna be back. Okay. You think is you think it's a possibility they get the tag titles back? Yes, a possibility. It's a possibility. Um, I'm not sure if they don't quite do it yet. They could. It's a possibility they could do it back. Um, but it's a pretty even matchup from what I'm what I'm seeing right now. It's gonna be a pretty even matchup, so. I don't know. I got to ponder on this one for yeah. a little bit longer before I make my, <laughs> my pick yesterday. You know, I, what I thought about um, when, uh, when when looking at this um, was uh, the whole uh, Daniel Bryan um, Miz beef that seems to keep getting kind of swept under the rug. Yeah. That I, I feel like people want it to happen but they keep putting stuff in the way to make it not happen now in in this particular case like i think this is this is a a good thing to put in the way of postponing that from happening and um and even uh the the way they kind of set it up they kind of had miz in the middle of it so i think it's still they still kind of leave room for for that match to eventually happen somewhere down the road, um, I'm thinking because uh, I don't know um, if if Daniel Bryan and and Kane were to win the tag team titles, I think that that kind of refutes any any other um, singles opportunities, whether it be a rivalry one on one or or a championship title run for Daniel Bryan. I think it kind of uh, puts all that on the back burner for a little while, but I'm thinking maybe. I was thinking maybe um, around SummerSlam, maybe we might see a, um, we might see like a resurgence of Daniel Bryan back in, in singles action or with any kind of rivalry. Yeah, I'm thinking that. I'm thinking they're trying to hold off until WrestleMania. With that particular beers and with that particular beers and then you want to. So you think they? That's what I'm so you think they're pushing that back to next year? Yeah, I think they're going. Sometime at the end of this year, it's going to start. They're going to start. Um, they're going to start doing some stuff. Towards the end of this year, but it's not on. It's not on go to fruition and stuff. One on one matchup or two. Yes, man. Maybe the conclusion of it. Yes, man. Okay. That's an interesting take. Yes, man. But we got we got plenty of summertime left, so we can see what happens. Over the summer So um, Our last thing before we go uh, We're going back to our segment Who's your number one Or in this case What's your number one And the topic of discussion Will be finishing moves 
And I actually got this from an Instagram post I saw the other day. Um, uh, somebody posted a series of wrestlers. I want to say it was like, it was, I think it was at least six guys. I think it was Cena, Brock Lesnar, um, uh, I can't remember who else was on the list, but, um, they did a, who do you, who's your favorite finish move? And I was like, that'd be a great, who's your number one? So, Kels, you got a, you got a number one finishing move? It's the Hogan leg drop. I know that's what you want to say. I know you want to say the Hogan leg drop. <laughs> I was thinking it. <laughs> I was thinking it. <laughs> yeah, brother. Man. <laughs> um, for me, it's down to... I've narrowed it down to three. Okay. Two of them are kind of... Two of them are similar... They're not, they're similar, they're not the same, but they're similar. But um, the one that stands by itself so far is the um, Shawn Michaels super kick mm. because he's so lethal and he's so quick with that. And, you know, as many times as he's done, he's just been, you know, just lethal with it. And, the other one, the last two that are that are kind of similar, but they're different, is definitely got to be the um, RKO and mm. the Stone Cold Stunner. Wow. Because, like I said, they're similar, but they're different. Both of them I've seen get from just about any angle imaginable. Um, with an RKO for so you see RKOs off the top rope and people jump from the top rope and get caught with an RKO, you know. And yeah, I think RKO for so is the It's my all time favorite so far. Hmm. Great minds great think alike, man. <laughs> 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 Great minds think alike because I was definitely going to say an RKO. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, the RKO. Uh, yeah, I. I think. I think I've seen Randy Orton pull off an RKO every way possible, and when he and when he does it. It's just like, wow. <laughs> I mean, just because uh, Randy Orton is just so cat quick in the ring anyway. And his his uh, his reaction time to stuff, is uh, I've always thought, is phenomenal. And that's why the RKO is such a perfect move for him. But, um, but yeah, definitely the RKO. Um, behind that... Uh, I would have to say the spear, and I'm going with my boy Goldberg. I have to specify it to him. The Goldberg spear. The Goldberg spear. <laughs> uh, it's you know it's 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 been duplicated. 
but it's just not the same. It's just not the same. I mean, Romans is Romans is good. Um, I'll tell you another guy who has a good one. Uh, Edge was vicious with the spear too. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, we just talked about her. My girl Charlotte Flair. Her spear is vicious too. Yeah. But yeah, it is. Goldberg, man, I I seen him spear some pretty big guys out their shoes. It's just Goldberg spear. <laughs> okay. And um. All right. And I would probably say after after the Goldberg spear. Oh, after the Goldberg spear, um, uh, I feel like this was the beginning of the era of, of wrestlers having like multiple finishes. Was a uh, sting with the Scorpion Death Drop? Okay. Yeah, sting with the Scorpion Death Drop. It was like when I the, I remember the first time I saw him do that. I was like, wow. I was like, okay, because that was when that was when he came back, you know, with the white face paint as Crow Sting when he started doing that. And yeah, and, he, and and when he was having that battle with the NWL, and I just remember one night he came down to the ring and he was just scorpion death dropping everybody in sight. <laughs> so yeah, those that was, that was definitely be my top three. Definitely my top three. <laughs> That was my dude back in the day too. Like I used to, I used to love Sting. Was my guy. Sting was my guy coming up. Uh, you know, NWA wrestling when then turned into WCW. Sting was my guy. So I was, I was one of the people really upset when he, uh, when he left because he got so upset with how things were going on and stuff. <clears throat> Sting was my dude. Well, so yeah, so ladies. Well, Gentlemen, that's all we have for this week for the Outsiders Edge. We've been hitting you with the with the almost two hour, two part episodes the last couple of weeks because we didn't have Sam Blackwell on here. Just and we just been going in, so we 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 chilling this week because we don't have no pay per view. We just hitting some hot topics this week. But um, uh, in the meantime, in between time, make sure you're following us on social media uh, at Track Stars uh, at Track Star Sports on Facebook. Trackstars underscore sports on Instagram and Trackstar Sport on Twitter. Um, if you're listening to us on Anchor, then of course you're already following us there. Make sure um, if you're listening to us um, on iOS device, you have Apple Podcasts. Just look for Trackstar Sports on uh, Android. Make sure you listen to us on Podcast Republic. And then also you can follow uh, The Outsider's Edge on Twitter. And that's X-S-D-R-Z-E-D-G-E, The Outsider's Edge on Twitter. Um, Kells, tell them where they can follow you. Hit me up, jkills318 at Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, jkills318. And my weekly, my weekly show, we talk everything Dallas Cowboys, that's X-Talk318. On Twitter, give me up, give me ideas, give me combo call, conversations you might want to talk about. Things you want me to address, questions you got, you want to base on whatever. Just hit me up. Yeah, hit up, hit up, Kels and ask him why is he a Cowboys fan? Like, just ask him. Just keep asking him. <laughs> just keep asking him. Maybe he'll. Born and raised. Born and raised. Nothing new. 
Man, he's proud of it. Y'all keep Kells in your prayers. Uh, <laughs> and if you want to, if you want to hit me up on social media, you can follow me at Damo underscore C in three D on Instagram and Twitter. That's D A M O underscore S E A Y N the number three D. So that's Instagram and Twitter. You can hit us up again. This is Trackstar Sports with the Outsiders Edge with your boy Damo and my man Jay Kells. And we are out. <laughs> Peace. Time, time for some, time for some action. Time, time.